you ever just feel antsy or like insomnia or like you have a lot of energy pent up sometimes it can come out as sexual energy or whatever but you just know especially people who are very in tune spiritually they may feel cramping and different areas of their body they know that those are like their energetic fields flowing the energy and sometimes it can but as adults now we know that that's a sign to when you you know there's emotional intelligence and there's spiritual intelligence and so when you have that spiritual intelligence you know that there's things you can do to release those energies you can rest take showers do podcasts do uh write your content out automatic writing but for a kid especially a little kid who's very empathic and um which most melanated people are who has all these energies they don't understand the the only thing they know how to do is cope. And coping isn't bad depending on if it's stagnant coping or moving coping. So a lot of times what they do is, you know, because they're a lot of times more energetic, more <laughs> annoying. Sorry, being real. Parents, you know, just give them a tablet or whatever. And I don't blame them. You know, it's for your sanity because you don't know, like, how to deal with all that energy 24-7. It's not your job to regulate them 24-7. They have to learn that on their own. But instead of repressing that feeling, you got to help them get tools and even if they don't do it right away and they're not as disciplined with it it's still a tool that they'll remember to resort to if their coping mechanisms are no longer serving them and as adults or as teens or whatever um so try to have them sit like my son is two and i'm going to start working on this with him try to have them sit you know set their intentions protect the area protect their energy field um You know, their intentions may be to gain wisdom and to have peace and calm and whatever else, you know, you could think of. Then just have them take some deep breaths, have them um, really get to a place of peace. And sometimes it requires a nap. Sometimes it's this and that because during this nap phase, their spirit is going to be at work fulfilling those intentions. So just, yeah, just try to do things or help them. As they learn to write, you know, they can draw pictures before they can write words. You know, even if it's scribbling, you know, they can do artwork. They're releasing this creative energy. They're putting it out into something. They're using the energy in a constructive way. They're learning how to channel their energy. And these are all divine gifts. And that is how their gifts start to come out as well. This is just something I'm learning through, you know, uh, aligning more with the conscious parenting and trying to let my son live up to the potential that I know he's capable of. He's, did I say he was two? Lord have mercy. He's three. (laughs) But yeah, so um, yeah, that's just something I want to kind of put out there that I thought about just now as he's on his tablet with his headphones and very energetic and not knowing what to do and wanting to eat Oreo cookies and just watch his tablet all day. So I'm like, what else can he do? Um, how else can I help him align with his higher self? So, yeah. Anyway, and you can help him to make spiritual baths. You can use sound bowl healing. You can use catalysts to help them, you know, give them crystals if they, if you, you know, are into that, maybe to hold on to, make a little necklace or bracelet for them. Um, black obsidian is standing out to me a lot. And also, of course, my favorite, smoky quartz. Even though I'm not really into crystal healing, not just because I'm against it, but I just don't know a lot about it but i still just love the way those crystals look and the black obsidian i believe is one of the good ones for blocking off eft um like waves like that's basically like the electro the waves that come from like 
um, electronics and stuff like that that could be harmful, toxic to our energy field since we are electric beings in a sense. But yeah, that's all. Keep God first. Peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving them. I love you guys. Peace out. As I let my little one play with this kalimba, and we just finished playing with the sound bowl, let the noisy kid release their energy with the instrument. They clearly want to make some music. They want to make some noise. So give them something, a constructive way to make some noise. You know, a little more discipline in a sense. Discipline doesn't always mean punishment. It shouldn't mean punishment at all, actually. But um, give the energetic, aggressive child some boxing, karate, some way to exert that energy. Nurture the qualities of your child's spirit without shadowing them or shunning them or shaming them or guilting them so yesterday i believe it was yesterday i was talking to my husband and i was kind of having a stressful day felt like spiritually defeated you know not knowing where my career is going where i'm going as a spiritual teacher as a spiritual activist and just the journey of being a mother of being a preschool teacher and just really trying to give and nurture the black spirit without deflating it or disempowering or oppressing it can bring about a lot of emotions. And so my son, you know, it's always your own. <laughs> that gives you the hardest time because you have a lot tied up into that child. You know, subconsciously black people feel like their child is a representation of them, um, a reflection of them. And to a certain extent, yes, that can be true, but there are, ex- uh, ex- what's the word I'm looking for? Exceptions. I've seen parents who beat their child every day and they still act up every day. I've seen parents who do nothing in disciplinary and their child- children are well-behaved and great. Um, and, they're very, and their parents are neglectful. There, there's just... A spirit is a spirit. You don't own your child. So sometimes you have to let go and surrender and meet your child where they're at. And, of course, that doesn't mean not have standards. Um, As I always have to remind y'all, take everything with a grain of salt. You can sit here and waste your time dissecting and analyzing everything I say and say, well, no, no, not really, not really. Or you can just listen to what I have to say, interpret it in your own divine way how it resonates with you, and let the rest go. But I was just getting frustrated and just like, you know, I'm like, I'm tired of the spanking being the only solution or, you know, it's like the only thing I can resort to or I just want to find a way to get through to my son in in ways of helping him with his aggressive behaviors, his... um lack of basically I don't like to use certain labels but to help you guys understand like the stubbornness which is more of a strong-willed leader you know powerful person that spirit but teaching him that he has to learn how to be a leader and know when to follow As I talk about him, he's waking up out of his sleep. Crazy. But yeah, basically, I was just talking to him about my frustrations and that 
There's already so many things out there in this world that are designed to disempower, defeat, control, box in. But yeah, guys. It's crazy. Every time I'm trying to do something, I swear. <laughs> I don't truly understand the the makings of why things happen when you're trying to do something. But whatever it is, it's annoying AF. But yeah, so it's like there's already so many things out in this world that are designed to make you forget who you are. And what power you have. As I'm sitting on the toilet making this podcast, my three-year-old peeks through the cracks. (laughs) What is it? Oh, my God, guys. Anyway. Come. You know, um... Nothing, I'm talking. But basically, so many things in this world that label us in ways that make us internalize so much. We come into this world into a psychological war in our minds. You know, battling what we've been told we are versus what we know we are. The soul versus the mind. All of the conditioned and programmed roadblocks that have been put into place to prevent us from getting and reaching our ultimate and limitless power. And just being mindful of that within yourself and within parenting and teaching. You don't want to instill and re... What's the word? Like, continue this cycle of... domination, control, oppression, bottom line. We're closing the mind instead of opening it. We're closing the access to our soul, to our infinite power versus accessing it. And I just, I'm trying always to nurture and teach my son how to control his energy channel his energy in healthier, productive ways. You know, overprotection leads to coddling, leads to enabling, leads to setting your child up for failure or rude awakening. You know, this fuels lack of discipline, structure, accountability, all the things they will need for success. This is why a lot of us struggle so much to focus on one thing. And then, you know, we carry as the ancestral DNA wakes up, we have all of these gifts that we could tap into. And we don't know what really resonates with us. We don't know what's true to our heart, you know, what to focus on. It's just so much to it. So many layers. We were very multifaceted, passionate people, so much energy, and we need that passion to keep our energy stimulated, to keep us stimulated. 
or else we get bored. We lose interest. We lose focus. And that's the same with children. Children are many ancestors, many adults. And they deserve more grace than we do because they don't even truly understand what's going on within them. At least we can say, we don't really either, but we've had 30 years in our, in our belt. What do they have? Three, two, five, ten? So you have to think about that. They have bad days. They have stress. They have anxiety. They just don't know how to label it. They're in the world too. Their energy, they, they feel energy. They feel the exile of society. This is why a lot of times they're very codependent, especially to the mothers, you know. But, you know, the black family and the black spirit, there's so much to it. And I almost hate talking about it on my platforms because I feel like sometimes people are just using it for research to find more ways to disempower us. And I will not be a pawn for anything that's malicious. But I know my intentions. And my intentions are that any word and wisdom that I get is so coded that the average person with malice intentions cannot interpret nor use it for evil gain. But you know, as I think about it, I just start to build confidence knowing that black women are the original healers, the original teachers. We have the capabilities to raise our children in the right way. We just have to continue to gradually align with that higher self, with that knowledge, that wisdom, that inner knowing of what our child needs, you know, giving them levels of independence, power, being their guide, not their tyrant, dictator, knowing when to lead and when to follow, letting go of the monster mentality that tells us everything is defiance and, you know, and not just aspects of strong will, leadership, power. The things we want our children to be that, but yet we're con- <coughs> we're constantly putting roadblocks in there. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes subconsciously. You know, we don't really, we're not always aware. And this isn't a shame on parents at all because I'm in the boat with you. It's give yourself grace. You know, it's a journey of incorporating new ways of parenting without losing the true essence of tradition and the things that make black childcare sought out. You have to think about, think about movies like The Help. Think about preschools and how they're always trying to get, I'm sorry, they're always trying to staff black teachers. Why do you think that is? Why do you think other races, namely white, prefer black people to raise their children because of, the lessons that they learn when they're with them because of the knowledge and the preparedness they have, like the ability to take care of themselves and survive and just that wisdom that a lot of times you just can't get from teaching. Knowledge, intelligence, and wisdom are different things. 
they can be intertwined, but some things are just not necessarily teachable. You have to just tap into that and ask for that kind of wisdom, for that kind of knowledge. And speaking on knowledge, yeah, I'm going off the topic, but I've, I think I have a, po- um, a post about this, about confidence. But in building confidence, let go of shame of not knowing and understanding. A lot of, you know, a lot of us spiritual teachers, we use vocabulary or jargon that can be confusing or intimidating. And, you know, we're all in this de-swinging contest of who knows the biggest words, who knows the most history, who knows the most dates, who knows the most political news, who knows the most um, spiritual uh, whatever, you know. And sometimes that can, that's not what your tribe, your tribe is most nine times out of 10 lacking the knowledge. So if you come to them already on level 35 and they haven't even read the first two pages of the book, how much success, how much of a success rate do you think you're going to have? There's a fine line as being a teacher that you have to understand knowing how to bring down the notch of trying to prove, you know, like conversations with your colleagues and fellow healers is different from conversations with your tribe. And just, we have to humble ourselves. I know a lot of times we want to, you know, the ego is like, yeah, I'm smart too. But I've learned to stop trying to compete with people and seem smart when I know, just because I don't know what you know, does not make me dumb, does not make me Whatever, because some some people can have street smarts and have no book smarts, and that does not make them less than. And some people can have all the book smarts and wouldn't know how to tie their shoe if it's to save their life or fix a meal to save their life. You know what I mean? So it's like everybody has something. Don't let people knock you down because that's the total opposite of what a healer or teacher is supposed to be doing. Teachers and healers are not supposed to be spreading knowledge to make you feel dumb or... Less than it's supposed to be spreading knowledge to empower, uplift, and educate you and elevate you. So, yeah, keep all that in mind. As always, keep God first. Peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving it. Love you guys. Peace out. So, I recently made a post that kind of got a lot of feedback and it was basically piggybacking off of the hood healer when she said um well she was kind of disclosing her human the fact that she's a human being and she's going to disappoint people and people have to take her off of um a pedestal and sometimes spirit will make her disappoint you because you are basically being too spiritually dependent on her as if she's God instead of trying to make yourself um sovereign and autonomous and being able to realize you are the temple and you are a divine channel to spirit yourself or God yourself. You know what I mean? And I just want to, and I, and I kind of read posted that and just said that there's a lot of worshiping that people want. Their egos are getting intertwined with spirituality. And I have a lot of back and forth feelings with this because I don't feel like the ego is bad. I do feel like sometimes your ego can get inflated, but there's also a line of you need an ego for pride and confidence, and um, there's nothing wrong with those. And sometimes people who lack a level of confidence, they try to make you feel like you're being arrogant, 
egotistical, cocky, conceited, when really you're just being confident. And a lot of things with the black community and the black spirit is very bold, boisterous, um, outwardly. Like we are very intensive people. We need a lot of passion and even anger and even whatever to get our attention. You know, um, we're so spiritually the deprived in society that we find ways in other way to, to, how can I say, flex that muscle? I don't know, but I was just going to say, so that's like one issue is the whole worshiping of spiritual teachers, spiritual healers, um, even pastors, even just even celebrities, you know, like just putting man on a pedestal. But so, yeah, so I said something about that and I was just kind of reflecting on some of the other issues with, you know, spirituality. And I feel like one of them is how psychoanalysis, I don't think there's anything totally wrong with psychoanalysis, but we also have to realize that every we have to make it clear that everyone's perspective and their interpretation of divine messages could put shame, guilt, which are emotional roadblocks for a lot of people. And I think at this point, what people are going to have to start doing, because this is it's never going to really stop the psychoanalysis embedded into psych and spirituality right now is not really going to stop. I think that's kind of the new wave. So what we're going to have to do is be prepared for that reality and just say F shame, F guilt, like, Make it to where you don't feel shame and guilty about stuff. Like at the end of the day, we're all on this journey together learning and no one has, no one is God. No one has definitive um, knowledge, you know what I mean? Like, or, or your truth or your reality or whatever, you know? Um, and then there's a, 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 to me, a big part because it's more in relation or re- relatable to my mission, which is more on the black community, is that I feel like there is a lot of, shadowing of the culture and the nature of how black people are when it comes to our culture and our spirituality and especially African-American or, you know, indigenous or, you know, the culture that has had to, who doesn't, who feels marginalized, you know, they don't really feel comfortable within African roots. They don't really feel comfortable within mainstream roots. It's like we're floating, we're spiritual free agents and we don't really know what to believe even with Christianity you know we question some things about it because a lot of it um did make us feel controlled or boxed in and you know has a a supremacist prude elitist undertone sometimes and that you notice that a lot in healing people start to become a little bit uh classes when they feel like they're they're getting more spiritual like they feel like they're better than the ones who are not you know but uh all that aside yeah I just feel like there's a shadow there's always over how we do things like there's a microscope over our way of life like you you can hear it passively in in people's we're, we're constantly being studied we're constantly being admired and copied and and, and our ideas stolen from and assimilate, or not assimilated, but appropriated. But at the end of the day, we're still being judged and critiqued from every little angle. And that's, I think, a big part of why we've become so resilient. But it, in that resilience, there is wound, there is pain and frustration. Um, and we're all just trying to figure out the way to break out of that mindset and that mold and, and the deeply, deeply intertwined uh, oppressive 
tactics that make it so hard for us to get out and be free. You know, and I think it really comes back to self-love, really having a sense of pride in who, how God made you and, and who God made you and knowing that there is always room to change. You, you don't have to be stuck to one way of being and, you know, understanding that just because people are out here now trying to distract you with healing and uh, conscious parenting, gentle parenting, which a lot of it has a lot of Eurocentric and, you know, I don't want to just say like, oh, being sweet to your child is white. It's not. That's not what I'm trying to say. But a lot of the gentle parenting has a tone that is more stereotypically white. But I feel like you can be a conscious parent and a loving parent and speak and say things in our way. We clearly know that we have our own way of talking. And me saying stuff to my child in this way does not mean that it's not gentle parenting or conscious parenting. It means that this is how we talk to our children. And this is how the reason why um, we are so strong. And that's why I say it's a balance. You can have discipline. You can have structure. You can have rules. But um, a quote I heard from Jenna Jackson, not saying she made it, but I heard her say it. Discipline without love is tyranny. And so it's like, yeah, we understand. That's that's the part we're waking up to is that we're trying to balance it more and know that, yeah, we can have our ways that are traditional to us and not release all of it, not let all of it go. You know, there's this whole cancel culture mindset when it comes to new age spirituality that I really just dislike. And that's the shadowing of us again. And it's like, the whole point of healing, I, I feel redundant, I've said this several times, but the whole point of healing is to get out of the shadow or at least understand that your shadow isn't bad and there's nothing to be shameful for or guilty or feel uh, resentful about. But when spirituality is pushing you to that mindset, is it really healing at this point? Is it really even spirituality at, at this point? Or is it mind control? Is it psychoanalysis that is, that's why there's new things called positive psychology now. And there's people going to more black therapists because there's no way that you can truly understand what it feels like to be me. You can have a certain level of sympathy or, you know, whatever, but at the end of the day, you don't know what it feels like to walk around with this type of mindset, with this trauma brain so deeply ingrained in me that every step I take is a moment of... of consciousness and that leads me to another problem I feel like I feel like there's too much pressure to be in the present moment and people are psychoanalyzing themselves so much you know and you know calling it healing that it's almost impossible to be present because you're being stuck in your mind even more my bad I lost my train of thought um but yeah it's kind of like there's so many pressures being put on people right now through healing. And what I really want to say, especially for African-Americans, because I feel like we're being targeted, as always. Our resilience is being pushed to the brink. I feel a lot of it is really just calling us to have self-acceptance. Just really like the things about our culture that people don't understand, that people may judge, that people may say is ratchet, ghetto, whatever, all of it is not bad. That's what gives us character. That's what gives us personality. We're turning into spiritual robots almost. And I'm only using spiritual because this is what is being marketed as spirituality. And that's not what we were designed to. We bring color and life to the world. 
our colorful personalities um, is what makes this world freaking interesting. And we're sitting here trying to change it and feel like we have to walk around looking like nuns, monks, gurus, what have you, are just um, the, you know, the traditional woke black person or whatever. What, and there's nothing wrong with that. Influence is always going to be there. It is. But I just don't want you to change from a place of lack or from a place of shame or from a place of guilt or from a place of self-judgment. You should be changing based on how you treat people. The main things are love. How are you treating people? How are people treating you? It don't mean people pleasing. It just means walking around with a certain uh, love ethic, as Bell Hooks talks about in her book, All About Love. You know, that was recommended by the Hood Healer. Just understanding that. Um, walk around being a decent human being. And basically... Give focus to the things that really ground you. Give focus to the things that um, you're truly grateful for. Honor, start honoring and giving those things attention. Uh, your children, your your partner, your family, your friends, because these are the, that interconnectivity is what's really gonna raise your vibration. As you know, is used like is what's really gonna uplift your spirit. It's what's really going to put you in a place, the socializing, connecting the things that we're losing in this pandemic. And that's what we're trying to get back to. The new world, new earth is a new level of consciousness. And the new level of consciousness is about evolving, understanding, and taking accountability. But it's also bigger than just consciousness. It's actionable things. It's being back human, being indulging in that aspect too, because being human is a very, very, very big blessing that we have. We, you know, if you can, if you connect with spirit or if you, you know, connect with your ancestors, I'm pretty sure they would love. This is why people are possessed because there is a power in the body. There is power in in being able to have a physical body, and that is something valuable. And so we have it right now, and we're letting it pass us by. We're trying to be spirits before we even <laughs> live and be human. And, and, and I get it. I'm, I like to, you know, delve into that, too, that aspect, too. But what I'm just saying is everything is a balance. And that's why I go back and forth. That's why sometimes it seems contradictory or um, unclear. Or, but as you do your own inner work and connecting with yourself, you know, meditating in whatever way you want to. don't have to be sitting. Meditation is a is a way of observing, sitting back, calming your mind. You know, meditation and mindfulness, they can help, but it doesn't have to look like traditional ways that have been revered, you know, in spirituality. It doesn't have to be yoga. It doesn't have to be sound healing. It doesn't have to be, or at least in the traditional sense. It can be your own spin. If you follow me on my Instagram, I've made a post about African-American spirituality, which kind of brings light to the fact that, we have always been spiritual. It's just not recognized or revered or has been adopted into mainstream as something that's um, more worthy. And that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of the new world is also uh, coming to a state of knowing that there's no ob- obligatory roles or responsibilities that we have to have for self-worth. You know, like I don't have to be this way or be doing meditating Two hours a day to feel worthy. No, it's about embodying your self-worth and really knowing who you are and knowing why you came here and, and learning your mission, learning your purpose, 
and knowing that no one can really give you a truth but you, there are people who are truly in intentions or um, integrity who can guide you along the way. But at the end of the day, you have to talk to God. You have to pray. You have to set the intentions. You have to have the vision. Why do you want somebody to give you your vision? But yeah. So that's kind of what I want to say. I don't even know what I'm going to title this because I... Oh, yeah, I remember. It's basically like some issues with spirituality. But anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. As always, keep God first. Peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving them. I love you guys. Peace out. While I'm here, I just made an episode on issues with spirituality. And I wanted to kind of, this has been on my heart for a little bit. I wanted to kind of speak to all of the healers, light workers, star seeds, indigo children, whatever you want to call it. Anyone who feels they've been called for something greater than themselves. Understand, yes, there is sacrifice and sometimes um, you feel like you have to make those sacrifices to fulfill God's service or need. You know, let God use you, let spirits use you. But also, don't forget to live. Don't forget your family. Don't forget that when making content that you are in, that you still try to set spiritual boundaries, set personal or career boundaries, because then you're revolving around the need for money, the need for accolades, the need for whatever that job is giving you. And it's good to have respect and honor your job as well. But at the end of the day, God should always be first. And just understanding that, you know, even the Hood Hill has showed us somebody who's a very respectable spiritualist that God can knock you off your pedestal. We've seen it time and time again with celebrities. Everybody is called. A spiritual teacher is not just someone who looks like a spiritual teacher. Spiritual teachers are anointed people, are people who, who God speaks to, who, who have an impact on the world for positive change. It can be a singer, dancer, actor, basketball player, whatever. But God has knocked off people before. They've gotten those that fame and that money and that power. And just as quickly as they got it, they lost it because I feel like they lost that connection with God. And that's why you have to stay prayed up, you know, continue to give God your thanks and gratitude and continue to speak his word and speak his light and give his credit. And I'm using his, but I'm, I'm God is very ambiguous to me. It's more of a spiritual energy that to me is a, is an image of all of us, if that makes sense. I just use his because, yes, that is conditioning, but I don't feel the need to break it for any reason. You know what I mean? But, yeah. So, but, yeah, that's just something I want to say. Please, light workers, you know, we have to start working together, collaborating more, because we are truly being shadow banned. And I know I feel like a lot of shadow banning is a spiritual fear that we have, maybe internalized fear that could be a roadblock. But I also do feel like the systems are not geared to support us, but we have to understand that we are more powerful than the system, especially if we have spiritual um, support, you know, through our ancestors, through God, through our spirit teams, what have you, the universe, you know. So, just it's time for the light workers, the healers, to unite. You know what I'm saying? The doulas, the um, the, the the mothers, the the fathers, the everybody. There's this is the same stuff over and over and over and over again. It's like there is power in numbers. There is power when all of our energy is focused on the same goal, the same agenda, and they keep dividing and conquering us every time. 
I'm not going to lie, they're some masterminds. And the thing is, you have that's why they say the longest journey is from your mind to the heart. You have to get through all of the programming that has been embedded in us, that has been subconscious or on un- unconscious, but now it's coming to us consciously. And there is power in being conscious. But like I said, sometimes being too conscious can steal the ability to have joy enjoy life and it becomes overthinking and overanalyzing and, and yada, 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 and just too much. And this is why people are losing it because they, they lose the ground. They lose center, you know? Um, but yeah, that's all I want to say on that note. Keep God first. Peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving them. I love you guys. Peace out.